I have been called a racist and a misogynist by young people who have been taught to fear, call out, and hate whole categories of people and to expect and look for the very worst in them. I'm Bill Shireman, and this is A Moment of BS, a podcast for the middle 70%, the politically homeless, the silenced majority, those of us who want to restore common sense to hear one another and to escape the fear and hate that is imposed on us because it's profitable to the political and media industries. This is a podcast for us. Now, it is true that all of us are racist, all of us are sexist to some degree. Those qualities are embedded in the systems in which we live. But it is a tragedy for the generation that has been entering the workforce for the last eight or ten years. I fear that the young people who have been so misled are rendered ineffective in actually fighting and reducing racism and sexism because in a paradoxical sense, they are denying it in themselves. Now, the media takes every good and right new idea that emerges in the culture and turns it into a perverse corruption of itself. Being woke originated in the black community as a way to raise up those who had awoken from the kind of trance that often led them into lives of crime and drug addiction. Black Lives Matter began as an expression of a self-evident truth, and it still means that to many of us. But if you're on the right, if you're inside the red echo chamber, it has been cast with an ugly set of attributes. Defund the police began as part of an effort to rethink public safety. But the media wasn't excited by the term rethink public safety. It was much more provocative to focus on part of that program, which would be reducing the percentage of funds going to police and increasing the funds going to other professionals more specialized in the tasks that we had burdened police with. In all three of these cases, there were people who were, in fact, championing the simple-minded corruptions of these virtuous ideas. The Me Too movement is another example of an expression that was necessary with primarily women but also men able to talk about harassment and abuse that previously they had had to live with alone. It gave me a chance to remember the five incidents of Me Too in my own life and to imagine that if I, as a male, have gone through five incidents like that, I can only imagine what women face. But Me Too has also been corrupted by media coverage that spreads prejudice on both the right and the left. Maybe we need a 
U2 movement to put a mirror in front of those who would rather see the failings of others and call them out than to seriously and sincerely examine it in themselves. Calling out the racist and sexist statements of others as a form of anti-racism has merit only if done with humility and not with the righteous indignation that gets the accuser off the hook for their own often self-evident bigotry. So while a U2 movement might call attention to a truth in the hypocrisy of the corrupted forms of these once virtuous movements that have been corrupted by the media, that movement too would be quickly transformed into an arrogant rebuttal of those doctrines by the accused. The media would love this. It would excite their audience in fear and anger. It would turn off their critical thinking and make them vulnerable not only to the political messages here, but of course to all the advertising messages that are sold in between them. Maybe we should all quietly engage in a different sort of Me Too movement to look at ourselves rather than others, find where we fall short, but also look at ourselves and others for the good that we express. Seek to live out in our own lives gratitude for every good we have and the true courage to take the actions that are principled and pragmatic, not performative. And that is not BS, but I am. We're all in this together. Come and visit us at InThisTogetherAmerica.org. 